Hi everyone, I'm Joseph and welcome to part 5 of chapter 1, E.G. Wolf of the 9th Avenue. So let's go ahead and begin with a summary. So part 5 opens up with an explanation of how individuals acquire Digimon. There's two ways to do so. The first way is by using uh, AI tools to capture the Digimon. And the second way is to collect uh, digital eggs known as Digitama. Beyond that, it's also explained that when Digimon die, their, uh, their, soul, uh, their data serves as their soul. And that's actually reincarnated. They return the data returns to the digital world, and it's reborn again through a uh, through a digitama or a digital egg. Before we continue, it's reiterated. It's reiterated once again that the uh, individuals within the world of Digimon Seekers, the researchers, uh, there's not a lot known about the digital world. And even though they liken it to reincarnation, um, that's just the closest analogy that they could come up with, or the easiest way to explain it. But they're still not 100% sure. Beyond that. Uh, give me a quick second. Let me look at my notes. Pardon me, also my cat's with me. Um, yeah, so we don't know much more beyond that. After that, there's a slight page break, and there's a description of a setting, and the setting is known as the last, uh, as the uh, the lost coast. Pardon me, the last coast. Excuse me. And within this last coast, uh, it's described as being kind of a uh, a sewage area. It's a city-like area, uh, very similar to uh, um, a sewage center. And it's also described as being new, uh, near an uh, near an estuary. Excuse me, I probably did not pronounce that correctly. E S T U A R. Uh, let me start over. E S T U A R. And if you guys don't know what that is, um, that's a tidal mouth of a large river where the tide meets the stream. So when I'm reading this, I'm actually imagining kind of like a, a sewage gate, a similar setting along that along that uh, 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 along those parameters. Excuse me. <laughs> I can't pronounce things sometimes. Continuing forward, the reason why we're setting up this context is because, oh, before we continue, it's explained that it's not fully understood why there is a sense of flow within the digital world. When I say flow, I mean that there seems to be a progress, a progression of time, uh, seasons, weather, uh, reflection of clouds, and so forth. And what's believed, the reason why that this is occurring is because there's a connection between the digital world and the real world, and they're having an influence upon one another. It actually is described as, excuse me, um, so because of this connection, that's why there's diversity within the digital world. Uh, no one knows quite yet if this influence is positive or negative. And in fact, it's actually likened to when the Europeans or specifically the Spaniards when they first discovered the native people of the new world or the, uh, of America, the new continent. Uh, what happened? We discovered new people, but there was some negative repercussions from that. A second analogy that's used is when humans first discover uh, space flight and we go into space, but we're unaware that on the on the hull of the space shuttle, there's an unknown bacteria, an alien bacteria that's going to cause havoc, right? So we don't know this influence of, of the, of the uh, real world's influence upon the digital world uh, is positive or negative. We're just aware that there is an influence. Uh, continuing forward. So now we're finally getting into the meat of the story. I would argue that so far this was just world building for the world building. And now we get some description of the last coast. And apparently, um, the reason why we're in this area is because uh, at, along the shore, along this reddish-like uh, beach, 
um, there's a lot of data, digital trash data, and it's not uncommon that digitama or digital eggs wash up along the shore. Sure, because of this, poachers come here looking specifically for digital eggs, and lo and behold, that's exactly what's going on here. There's four Epsimon uh, who are unaware that a new character by the name of, excuse me, let me look, uh, Sat Satsuki. <laughs> my cat was on top of my paper. Satsuki, the, uh, it's, give me a quick second, let me get her specific title. The deputy squad leader. So Satsuki is a deputy squad leader, and she's in charge of a group of Commandramon. And it's actually implied that she's, uh, as a, a, a verbatim from the story, she's broken the yoke. What that seems to mean is that it's looking like uh, she's. Uh, so right now in this setting, there's four Epsimon, and they're being surrounded by Commandramon. They look like Agumon, but little military attire. And there's a Nunimon who's hiding underneath the water. With, what, uh, with its eye stock sticking outside of the water. And it's being implied that it's looking like uh, Satsuki, she's actually present here as well. She's here with the other Digimon. Uh, but even though she's in the sewage-like area, uh, she's able to use tools to block out those senses. So she's not smelling anything currently because obviously she doesn't want to be smelling <laughs> this environment. Um, but it's looking like she's present. Unlike the Epsimon who are being controlled by code crackers, uh, the human drivers, the human individuals in control of these Epsimon, they are not in the, they are not within the digital world. They're still outside in the real world. And now this matters because uh, when the Commandermon choose to come out and attack, Sasitsky appears with them, and um, it looks like the Commander uh, excuse me, it looks like the Epsimon are going to get away. They become camouflaged. They utilize their own specialized tools as Digimon uh, to to try to get away. Uh, and, and then when that happens, Asuski commands for two Mekanonarimon. I probably not can pronounce that correctly, but Mekanonarimon, if you guys have seen the anime, uh, it's a robotic Digimon, to appear. Um, and in this iteration of Digimon, in this world of Digimon, they're actually being driven by Commandermon. So two Mekanonarimon appear with Commandermon piloting them, and they go after those Epsimon. Uh, they're able to capture one of them, but it's looking like the rest of them are going to get away when all of a sudden lightning appears and who who appears to uh, who uh, approaches to assist the digital police? Uh, Postmon. And it gets revealed that there's a hacker with Postmon, a hacker who's like Satsuki, uh, Satsuki, excuse me, who's also broken through the yoke. And um, that's his partner, Postmon. And when Postmon appears, he zaps the rest of the Epsimon. And there's actually a cute little picture with Postmon standing on top of, victoriously uh, standing on top, his foot on top of one of the Epsimon. And um, he he go he goes ahead and states to excuse me a quick second. Let me go to the digital chapter. The digital chapter. Let me go to the chapter itself. Oh no, everyone. Uh, pardon. I thank you for your patience. I have two pages up. One page with a quote I wanted to look at, and I accidentally um, moved it. Give me a quick second. Let me go back to the quote I want to review. All right, here it is. Now let me go to the quote that I want to read. Sorry about that, everyone. Again, though, I do thank you for your patience. So after uh, Postman assists, um, everyone, the Commandermon are asking for what should they do. And she allows Postman to go away because she's aware um, that this hacker is Lysosuski. And so now I'm reading from the, from, the, from, the, from the chapter. Copy that, Deputy Squad uh, Leader. Sorry, we're going over the K-line. If you exceed the time limit, you'll be in trouble with the squad leader and you'll be penalized with a pay cut. Yes, after you. 
and the Digimon, the subordinate reports quickly. Huh? Satsuki is now in an uncontrollable mood. The Digitama that had been lying on the beach earlier are now gone. And of course, they were stolen. Like a bolt of lightning. Postmon. Hacker Judge. Give us back our evidence. And that's how the chapter ends. So even though Judge, it's, it's seeming like he is on the side of the digital police, obviously he's an individual who has his own agenda. So that's the summary for part five. Let's go ahead and get into the analysis of this, of this uh, section now. Um, so I kind of discussed a little bit about Postman and Judge, but we'll, we'll save that for the end. I want to back up a little bit and actually focus on some elements that was mentioned. So it's very, it's very uh, light. But there's actually a mention to a philosopher. And so this is what I had earlier, but I, I, I lost the quote, but I did find it again. Give me a quick second. It's right here. So it is not the job of the police to determine right from wrong. In the area, there were many hidden agendas. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. That's not the part. Um... Excuse me, everyone. I, I thank you for your patience. Again, I did have the quote up earlier, but unfortunately, uh, I, I manipulated the wrong page. Here we go. So again, thank you for your patience. Uh, the view of the rusty coast and the digital world is also observed in the form of schematic diagrams and numbers on virtual monitors, but is not directly seen or smelled. We know, but we don't understand. Were those the words of some famous scholar. So that, that, that actually are the, a word from a famous scholar. Specifically, the quote is, I know that I know nothing. And it's the same from one of Plato's um, um, written accounts of his teacher, Socrates, or his, his, tu his own tutor, Socrates. So what does this mean, I know that I know nothing? That's essentially establishing that although we are aware of information or we are aware of current knowledge, we're not necessarily can comprehend the truth of that knowledge. So I know that might sound a little bit confusing so we're going to touch upon philosophy really quickly in case you guys are unaware Plato had an idea known as the forms um, this idea of the forms helped to solve the issue of the universals what are the universals this is what we know but we truly do not know so the universals represents what we uh, encounter uh, superficially for example when I see a leaf all leaves are different yet that word leaf is meant to describe all leaves um, if I were to draw a leaf, what I draw would be different from a leaf that you, the viewer, would draw. Despite this, we know what the idea of leaf is. That's what a universal is. A form, Plato believed that the form existed in the realm of ideas, and that's where, uh, that's where truth resided in. So, for example, if we built a chair, we could only build a replica of that chair, a, the truth of that chair. Eventually, even if you build a perfect chair, eventually, due to time, that chair would degrade, lose one of its legs, and no longer serve the function of a chair. Just because it loses its function of a chair, though, does that mean it's not a chair? It just lost that truthfulness of it being a chair. It's now less uh, uh, replicating the truth that it was meant to reflect. So again, that's what Plato's truth, uh, pardon me, that's what Plato's forms and, and the universals is referring to. And it's actually pretty cool that within this Digimon chapter that we have a reference to philosophy. We know, but we don't understand. So in other words, it seems like they're talking about we understand what's going on in the digital world, but we don't really understand the what the, the uh the, the workings of it, right? Like what was established before, we know that there's a connection between the real world and the digital world. There's an influence upon one another, but we don't know if it's good or bad quite yet, right? What's pretty cool about this is that uh, um, I would argue that just using this as a way to connect to uh, Satsuki's character, who after this it stated, uh, the only one who knows, and she is the only one here, is a deputy squad leader, Satsuki. 
Tamahimi. Excuse me, I'm probably mispronouncing that. And what I really like about that is that's great characterization for Sasuke's character. Essentially, while it's true, we may not, we may not be aware of all the, of, of the full truth. Sasuke, she understands that she has a specific goal in mind, and that goal is what? To protect the digital world from individuals who are choosing to abuse Digimon, who are choosing to abuse what one can do within the digital world, right? So again, despite not knowing, Sasuke, she does know, and she's the one who's in charge right, uh, currently, right? I really like that. That's really great characterization. Really gives a lot of agency to Sasuke's character. And that, since we're talking about her, let's skip to the end. After the situation, uh, so I love how she's a very composed individual. She's obviously very... Um, uh, she gets, uh, she allows the situation to influence her easily, easily. But what I like about her is that despite that being allowed to feel uh, what's going on in the situation, she doesn't allow that to, to affect the way that she acts. She doesn't allow that to affect the way that she behaves. It seems like so far, Sasuke is a very um, controlled individual. And even at the end, so I'm going to skip at the end now. After Judge, the hacker Judge and Postman, uh, 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 quote unquote, steal those Digitama or the digital eggs, uh, it's 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 described. Give me a quick second. Sasuke is now in an uncontrollable mood. The Digimon that have been lying on the beach earlier are now gone, and of course they were stolen. So the chapter ends right here. But wouldn't surprise me if even though she's in an uncontrollable mood, I don't think she's letting it show uh, in her expressions or in her actions. There's another part earlier that su that supports uh, what I'm stating. Um. Here we go. Before this, the Kamajuman squad asks for instructions. Asusuke is shaking inside with anger at being ridiculed. <laughs> it's because of Postman. Uh, he tells her, well, actually, we'll discuss this shortly. Uh, either Postman or Judge tells Asusuke, it's looking like you, you really have a soft spot for Digimon. And uh, he, <laughs> he playfully uh, uh, gives her a kiss, on the, a kiss on the cheek and takes off. And that's why she's flustered. Uh, but anywho, Asusuke... Pardon me, now I lost my... Satsuki is shaking inside with anger at being ridiculed, but she manages to maintain a composure as the field commander. So that's just that small little detail. Even though at the end it's not stated that she's regaining her... She's maintaining her composure. The fact that she's a field commander, and it is mentioned at least twice within this part, I, I think that's enough textual evidence to state that even though she's too upset at being ridiculed, and even more upset at the eggs, the Digitama being taken, she's still going to maintain her composure physically. Although her tone of voice might be a little bit... Uh, uh, rigid, um, she will be, uh, her, her, dis, her, her disgruntledness won't be exhibited through her behavior, if that makes sense. And I really do like that. Uh, so far, I'm, I'm loving uh, the introduction of Satsuki. I'm also loving the introduction of Judge and Postman. It was really quick, really sudden, um, but it's looking, so if you guys, it's look, so Code Crackers are individuals who utilize the digital world and Digimon uh, for gray, illegal and sometimes legal activities, but it's always falling within the realm of the gray moral area. Hackers, on the other hand, and the role of, in the realm of Digimon, although they do use digital tools, they specifically are against uh, illicit activity. So Judge and Sasuke, they're both hackers, but it's looking like Sasuke seems to have more jurisdiction. She actually has to see a more lawful power and that she's working with some, form, some, some kind of uh, organization. I'm looking forward to learning more about this. And Judge, even though they're on the same side of, uh, of going against illicit activity, it's looking like Judge is not part of the same team, Sasuke's team. 
So we'll see how where this is going to go ahead forward from here. But I'm finding uh, what I'm also really finding interesting. It's looking like so far the humans speak through the Digimon, uh, but the Kamadramon do seem to be speaking with the Sutsuki, but maybe. Um, they're being controlled by other Dojo police. Maybe they haven't broken the yoke in the same way that Judge and Sasutsuki has. Uh, so I'm not entirely 100% sure the Digimon are speaking or if it's just the code crackers slash the hackers speaking through the Digimon. I'm sure that'll become more, uh, I'm sure that become clearer as you continue with the story. Um, but yeah, let me just quickly look at my analytical notes, make sure everything is here that I want to discuss. Oh, a term that was also introduced, I should have discussed this in the summary, are bots. And bots are tools that's used to control Digimon. Um, so that's what's going on with the Epsimon, even though they're present, um, they're, they're bots because of their code crackers. They're controlling them currently at that time. But despite being controlled by the code crackers, it's still looking like the Digimon are able to utilize their individual characteristics. That's what the Epsimon do when they go invisible, when they end up uh, disappearing from the, uh, from the naked eye. Oh, so one last thing I want to focus on, it's looking like, so this might just be the translation, uh, but it's looking like the quote for the digital police is freedom of the network, freedom of the digital world. I'm hoping that they'll come back and uh, come back to that line. I think it's a really interesting line, freedom of the network, freedom of the digital world. Uh, I'm not going to say much about that just because I'm not sure that is the saying, the proper verbatim saying. Uh, the digital police, that was just a, a, uh, a slightly wonky translation. With that being said, I think that's a good segue. I'm really enjoying, again, the world building. These code crackers, so it's implied that they're teenagers, they're high schoolers, and they're shocked that there is uh, law enforcement, Japanese law enforcement, coming to apprehend them. And they, they state, this is, the, this is a digital landscape. There's no national laws here. What's going on? And Sasuke explains that might be true, but you guys are, you students are Japanese citizens and thus you'll be subject under uh, Japanese law. Uh, so, that, so that's cool. I'm really loving how they're trying to establish how the digital world, it kind of feels like it's the wild, wild west. It's the, uh, uh, the, the Western frontier as society uh, continues expanding from, from the epic center, right? Or uh, from New York and everything like that. And they start going out towards the West. And as they start going out towards the West, there's no cities, there's no towns. We have to establish those. And it's really looking like the digital world is in that stage right now uh, where well, there's not even any epic center, right? The researchers are still researching, studying the digital world from the human world. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm really looking forward to uh, more interactions within, within the digital world itself. And lastly, before I ended it, before I end it, so we did not get any logo mom, we did not get any EG, but frankly, I'm, I'm fine with that. The reason why I'm fine with that is because uh, this is a story, a story about multiple characters, not just about EG. I'm loving how we're getting supporting, uh, we're getting great details for the supporting cast. I really am enjoying Professor Ruzenji. The first appearance of Sasuke. Oh, and by the way, I believe the Digimon she's writing is Nunimon. So <laughs> for those of you who watch the anime, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But I never thought I'd be saying this, but I'm really liking uh, Sasuke and her partner Digimon. I'm looking forward to more scenes uh, with her and Nunimon. Um, Judge and Postmon, oh my goodness. Although they were just on the page for a little short while, that the, the time that they were on the page did so much to characterize these two individuals. And I'm looking forward to further interactions between the, the, between the hacker and the partner and between the, the hackers themselves. And of course, eventually between the hackers and our protagonist, the code cracker, EG and, uh, and Logomon. So part six will be coming out tomorrow. I'm thinking more than likely we'll 
we'll probably going to get a little bit more about this side of the story and maybe we'll get a page break and we'll go back to uh, uh we'll rejoin eg um but so far i really am enjoying digimon seekers if you're reading if you're reading digimon seekers as well let me know what you're thinking about it and uh take care have a pro digits day and uh have a great day everyone